0: You're listening to the HexDevs podcast.
1: The podcast for the smart developer. Andrea Bernal, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming.
2: No problem.
1: (laughs) So. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? You have a pretty long LinkedIn profile, (laughs) but if you want to go through that a little bit or, and if you want to talk also about your personal interests, that would be nice.
2: Okay, no problem. Uh, Well, my name is Andrea. Uh, I was born in Colombia, South America, and grew up in Panama. I'm a computer systems engineer uh, with a masters of science in management and supply chain management. I earned a Fulbright scholarship sponsored by the US Department of State, and that gave me the opportunity to work and study in the United States. Um, I lived in the US for four years, um, and um, in terms of interest, I'm passionate about technology learning every day, veganism, minimalism, wealth management, particularly index investing. That's something I'm, I'm learning right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so index investing, for those who don't know, is a passive strategy that attempts to generate similar returns as a broad market index. Uh, so investors use this um, way of, I- of investing to replicate the performance of a specific index generally an equity or a fixed income index by purchasing exchange traded funds or ETFs that closely track the underlying index. So um, yeah, so that's kind of like what I'm into right now, like very much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of like becoming obsessed with that topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too. I, um, so f- if you are interested about learning more about these passive index investing, Strategy. There is a very good blog and podcast, and I think YouTube series. I will, I can link all of that in the description notes. It's called Canadian Couch Potato. I'm sure you've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and they even have like the model portfolio. Mm -hmm. I'm also into that. Yeah. I've been following their portfolio for a while.
2: Uh, Nice. So, I actually know about this website, but I, I mean, I did check, but I, I haven't really started like reading it. I'm following a different one called Millennial Revolution, mm. and they just released a book uh, a few weeks ago. And I mean, I'm not sponsored or anything, uh, and I'm—they are not paying me for <laughs> saying this. But it's really cool. It's called "Quit Like a Millionaire," and mm. they talk about like their portfolio and you know how one of them went p- from like poverty to being a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. So the, the Canadian Couch Potato, just giving a little bit more of context, um, they have this model portfolio, and then he's also a partner from, with Justin, I remember, I forgot his last name, but he has a YouTube series talking about the beginning of index um, of ETF fundi- funds and how does that work, and also he goes through the most popular ETFs, mm-hmm, let's say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty good. One book that was really helpful for me, it's one called The Value of Simple, because it's about Canadian investments mm. only. And as a foreigner, I wanted to understand more about of course. taxes and mm-hmm. your investments and all of that. So it's, it's also a really good book.
2: Yeah. Are you guys like already in investing in the stock market? Yes. Yes. Awesome, are you investing like in individual companies or in mutual funds or ETFs?
0: We're doing ETFs mm-hmm. right now and yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, that's Index we investing. Yeah. We
1: actually, we started last year using a robot advisor, mm-hmm. Wealth Bar, mm-hmm. because we are like going through a lot of things like adapting, getting our permanent residence and we just wanted to invest. Now this year we were like, okay, we are all set up, so now we are going to do our do-it-yourself yeah. investment. So That's we awesome. We have been using Questrade for that. Questrade. Questrade.
2: Yeah, I, I actually created my account last year, but I have I hadn't funded it, and I'm I haven't funded it just yet because I when I was in the U.S. I was buying individual stocks, which mm. I do not recommend. <laughs> um, and I purchased Tesla. Um, when it was like probably like one hundred and forty dollars, and now it's like way up. <laughs> and like I'm a huge fan of Elon Musk, and I purchased Delta Airlines, I purchased uh, Wells Fargo, and uh, Solar City. That at the time was Solar City, now it merged with Tesla Motors. That is now Tesla only. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so I'm transferring my account from a uh, U.S. Fidelity to Questrate, but it has been very painful. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm still going through that process. It's been a year already, and mm. so hopefully this this time actually goes through. Uh-huh. yeah,
0: but do you really want to transfer to Canada or uh, do you need to? Or
2: uh, I actually need to. They oh. actually blocked my account. Oh. So I was dumb enough because I didn't know that I, you know, I told them like, hey, I wanna transfer my, I, I want to, I can't remember what I said, but the thing is like, yeah, I'm living in Canada. And as soon as I said that, that was kind of like a trigger. And they were like, oh, you're living in Canada, you're not living in the US. So your permanent, you know, your residency or your residency is, is not in the US. I was like, "Uh, yeah. And they're like, oops, well, we're gonna have to put your uh, accounting like under restriction or something. So it's been a year. So finally, they, you know, I sent a bunch of documents that they asked for and now I'm going through like that Transition transfer process and the only reason I'm doing that is because first of all those are individual stocks I don't want to own individual and it's gonna be very sad for me to sell those stocks because Tesla means like a lot to me um, but I have to do it and so that I can use that money to purchase you know ETFs and mm-hmm. what well, was
1: Tesla your first
2: stock purchase yeah oh. yeah so it's sad <laughs> it's sad so that I you have, have that emotion uh, yeah attachment but. I have to let that go and purchase my ETF, so, (laughs)
1: That's something that Dan from Canadian Couch Potato, he was saying in one of the episodes. He said, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I fell in love with my ETF, but they do that with stocks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of hard to make people let it go. Yeah,
2: I know, it's it's hard, but I'll do it. I mean, I have already decided that once that gets transferred, um, I was told that I can open a US uh, like dollar, can um, American dollar like investment account. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to like uh, create like a TFSA account or TFIA account rather. And I'm going to transfer that and I'm going to keep it in U.S. dollars and, mm-hmm. and then open another one for Canadian and all of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a blog post about that, right? So you create a U.S. account or something and you transfer yeah. and then you have to... You have to buy the stocks in a certain way mm-hmm. so that you don't have to like pay the, pay the exchange rate or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so there's yeah. there's a way around. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have to. I am actually doing research uh, right now. I I met with my financial planner yesterday um, because I'm more like a. Like I like I learn. I'm a visual person, and I learn by doing, mm-hmm. not by someone telling me like, oh, you know, I did this, whatever. Or this is the theory behind all mm-hmm. of that. No, I need to do it, and and I need at at least in, in the beginning, I need someone to guide me, and mm-hmm. you know, to make sure I'm doing things right. And and not only that, like I want to understand so mm-hmm. that later on I can actually make my own adjustments and rebalance my portfolio yeah. and all of that.
1: That yeah, that is actually a good point. Um, if you want to start investing and you feel like oh I don't know where to start I think it's a good idea to try to find someone that might help you start or understand what what is best for you Mm -hmm. because sometimes we think about oh I don't want to pay someone to do that and that's the thing you pay for convenience for a lot of things like you go to restaurants you buy the newest uh, cell phone, but when it's about your money, yeah. we always say that I don't want to pay fees, but yeah. you pay fee for everything else.
2: Exactly, exactly. And I'm a, and I'm a miser, so I I really don't like spending money at all. Like mm-hmm. I try to keep like my expenses really low. Um, but this is I see it as a as a long term investment. The mm-hmm. same way I I you know I saw paying a lawyer to be able to help mm-hmm. me through the permanent residency uh, process like as an investment. I saw that as an investment because it is a long-term. It's mm-hmm. going to change my life and I think it's it's worth, you know, paying mm-hmm. for that.
1: You lived in the U.S. for four years but now you are in Canada. Why did you decide to move to Canada and not continue living in the U.S.?
2: So, uh, so let me start by saying that I like a quote by Jim Rohn um, that says, if you don't like how things are, change it you are not a tree. So um, let me kind of like go back a little like in my personal story like I never liked living in Latin America. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong I don't hate Latin America but it's just not for me. Um, Latin America has very good things I mean in certain countries uh, expenses are really low so as a foreigner or as someone you know earning in American dollars or Canadian dollars or you know any other uh, strong currency, it's really cheap to live in these countries. Now as a local it's not, it's not, it's not that way. Um, you know there are so many good things about like nature wise and there are nice things about Latin America, but in terms of you know culture and things like that is just like not for me and, and it was never for me. Um, I'm very progressive and I'm not a very warm person, and people in Latin America are just naturally warm. Um, That doesn't mean that I'm not warm with anyone, it's just that I'm probably not warm with just a random person on the street. Mm -hmm. Um, So my interests are and were usually very different from the rest of the people, and even more in Latin America, that's kind of like very emphasized. so you know I never thought about having kids, buying a house and just do and just in general like doing the things that normal people normal quote unquote normal people (laughs) do right so you know I was raised Catholic went to a Catholic school but I'm not religious so I don't go to church you know all of that stuff so I started doing research when I was in high school actually and I do a lot of research for every single thing that I'm going to do in my life like I'm just like a researcher Um, And I actually wanted to move to Vancouver since I was 14 years old.
1: Specifically to Vancouver?
2: Yes. Why? (laughs) Yeah, so there is this report that the United Nations puts out uh, regularly that is called the Human Development Index or HDI. And it's a statistic composite index of life expectancy, education, and per capita income indicators. Which are used to rank countries into four tiers of human development. So, for example, uh, well, you know, being well-fed, shelter, healthy, uh, being able to vote, participate in community life, uh, you know, be safe, um, have you know, having education and all of that. So, mm-hmm. the HDI was created to emphasize that people and their capabilities should be the ultimate criteria for assessing the development of a country not economic growth alone. Mm-hmm. So the HDI can also be used to question national policy choices, asking how uh, two countries with the same level of um, uh, income per capita can end up with different human development outcomes. Um, so it's just like a, a summary of a measure of average achievement in you know key dimensions of human development, a long and healthy life, being uh, knowledgeable and having a decent standard of living, things that, uh, for the most part, unfortunately, um, politicians in Latin America don't really care about, mm-hmm. unfortunately, right? Yes. So um, now, specifically why, mo- then why I moved then to the U.S. and then to, to Canada is because uh, I, ne- I was never interested in living in the U.S., to be honest. I only did it because I don't come from a rich family um so i didn't want to i didn't want my parents to pay for my you know graduate studies Mm -hmm. um so what i did was (coughs) i applied for a fulbright scholarship as i said before and i applied to that just because my dad told me i never thought i would you know earn that scholarship um so I applied and I got the scholarship. Then when I went to the US, I really liked it. But then due to like the current president, um, I was not able to, well, actually because of my scholarship, I had to go back to Panama and stay there for two years. That's kind of like the contract. Um, and you know, the company I was working for in the US told me like, oh, we're gonna pay for this. But they were like, uh, I was like, well, I cannot, I mean, I, I wish you could just pay for this. I could just stay here, but that's not how it works. So in, it didn't happen. And I, as I said before, I always wanted to just move out of mm-hmm. Latin America and then, you know, Canada kind of like uh, this, I guess this uh, memory of me trying to uh, live in Vancouver kind mm-hmm. of like came to me and I saw something in the newspaper about Canadian immigration and I was like, okay, here it is. And again, after like, you know, like 19 years or something like that, so I'm gonna give it a try. And that's that's how I ended up here.
1: Now you are working as a project manager yeah. at Telus. Mm-hmm. Telus is a huge telecom here in Canada, so mm-hmm. it's a really big company. Yeah. And so you were living in Panama before moving to Vancouver. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then mm-hmm. you found a job in Panama. H- how did you end up working at Telus?
2: At Telus. Yeah. So. Um, as I said before, like I'm not a warm person, I'm not like a super social person, but I'm working towards that, and that's why I'm here today. <laughs> <laughs> so- uh, you really great. <laughs> so, you know, once I get in a conversation, uh, you know, I, 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 I have no problems kind of like talking. Anyway, um, how I ended up at Telos. So, you know, guys, when you come to Canada, fortunately, you have the option to go to a settlement agency To get some type of help, right, with your housing or, uh, you know, writing your resume and like some other transportation and some other things. So I went to this uh, settlement agency called Mosaic. And they, among several other things, they help people uh, by, you know, uh, organizing workshops and bringing mentors and mentees to these workshops so that they can share and learn from each other. Um, so I ended up meeting someone from Telus there uh, at my table, and we had a very very brief conversation, like like literally just a, a few words, um, kind of like me asking him to, to share his LinkedIn account. And so I added him on LinkedIn as I was leaving the workshop, and right. you know we kind of like interacted during you know during the workshop and, all, and everything, but not on a one on one level so I went back home and then a couple of weeks later I had you know I, I had done research again like I had done research which are like the best companies to work for in Canada and all of that so uh, TELUS was like uh, one of the top employers in Canada so I'm like okay I want to apply to this uh, company so I saw a, a job post on LinkedIn and I didn't have anyone that could recommend me because you know, if you just apply, I mean, if you're really lucky, you're going to get a call. But if you're not, if you don't have anyone there that is not like it's going to give you the job, but at least it's going to help you so that HR sees your resume and kind of like take you into account, um, then nothing is going to happen. So I reached out to this person I had just talked to uh, a few you know, minutes during that workshop. And then he's like, um, I, I was like okay can you introduce me to the hiring manager or do you know this person whatever so he's like, okay before I even help you I need to know like why I need to help you so he sent me like a bunch of questions on LinkedIn um, different questions so I kind of like you know send like long answers and he's like okay now like we can talk let's schedule a Skype call we had a Skype call and you know he put me in contact with the hiring manager and I went through like a very, very, very long uh, process. Uh, I applied to two different jobs and I had probably like, I don't know, 10 interviews or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the two hiring managers were sharing information Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like see who would keep me or something. So that's how I, I got the job, so basically some help from the Canadian government if you want to see it that way because it's the settlement agency that put together the, this mm-hmm. workshop and then after that, um, getting out of my comfort zone and going to a networking event um, and then connecting with the person mm-hmm. or with some people there and then reaching out to that person and at, at first of course I was like, oh, this person might not even remember me but I'm mm-hmm. just gonna try, so
1: mm-hmm. that's what I did. Mm. So you got here with a work permit?
2: No, (coughs) I actually came here with a permanent residency. Oh, Oh. nice. So I went through the um, express entry Mm
1: -hmm. process.
2: Do you guys know it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. So you, oh,
2: really
1: cool. Yeah. 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 That saves you a lot
2: of.
0: A lot of time and and money. (laughs) Oh,
2: gosh. I I know. Uh, And again, I had to, not that I had to, but like I pay for a lawyer to Uh walk me through the process and all of that. And um, yeah, it was a long process, you know, getting all the documents and being, again, being in Latin America, trying to get all the letters Mm. and from the employers that didn't want to send me the letters. I had to pretty much just write the letters myself, send them the templates for every single employer. And I had several different employers so that they could you know, send me back the stuff and translate it. I mean, it was so painful and I'm sure like, I'm pretty sure, like, people from other continents don't go through this, but <laughs> it was very painful, but I made it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to do that, too. I had to, like, create the letter in English, in Portuguese and in English, and send it to the employer, say, just, just sign it, <laughs> just sign it. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, if you wait for them, they won't. Oh, really.
0: gosh, yeah, they don't.
1: They don't so really. what kind of projects are you working managing on? on? Well,
2: so we have like a kind of like a relatively new area of business um, that is smart home security and living well companion. So smart home security is just like alarm systems. So, you know, video cameras and panels and sensors and, and motion detectors and stuff like that. And living well companion is targeted to senior citizens. Uh, so they just wear like a pendant. And, you know, if they fall, that triggers like a. Like, uh, like a nine one one type of call to a Swiss so center and the senior gets some help. So I'm working in this supply operations department, so in the supply chain um, organization and I'm driving I'm leading projects that drive inventory efficiencies, but everything is so new. so it's like and I had never i have I've never worked for a startup, but from what I've read it it feels like working at a startup like nothing is defined. You have, like, have questions, every, like tons of questions every single day, so I, it's been very stressful for me <laughs> to be honest, mm-hmm. very stressful. Um, so I am trying to kind of like uh, do other things other than work, which is something kind of like new for me because I'm always, I, in the past I was always either working or studying because I like learning. So mm-hmm. I would go on lynda.com and watch videos or you know, <laughs> stuff like that.
0: So we've met you at the Mr. Money Mustache meetup, and for those who don't know, Mr. Money Mustache uh, talks about financial independence and retiring early. So how did you, did you?
2: Learn about that? Yeah. Start yeah. yeah, how did you start? <coughs> so, well, I don't know if I, so I, I've always been kind of like obsessed with money <laughs> uh, that's a good reason <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, I think uh, I have kind of like evolved in that regard so um, like going back like several years ago when I was a kid I remember uh, this is kind of like a sad story but I think it's it's good to share um, when I was little I was like in kindergarten I used to give uh, cards like I would you know, create like greeting cards for my parents, uh, like on Father's Day, Mother's Day, and just like out of nowhere, I would just give uh, cards to my to my parents. And my mom would be like, oh yeah, this is so nice, you're so cute, blah, blah, blah. And I would just, you know, being in kindergarten, I would write like poems and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and anyway. But my dad, you know, one time I gave him like a Father's Day card, and he was like, why are you doing this? This is not giving you any money. Why are you doing something that it doesn't <laughs> give you any money? And I was in kindergarten, and I think that affected me a lot. <laughs> and I and I really think that I became obsessed with money after that. And of course, he, I'm sure, like he didn't mean like anything wrong, right? But it affected me. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so my mom is kind of like the person who manages the money at home. My dad works like from Monday to Sunday, really, like every single day. <clears throat> He's a hard worker, my mom as well. Uh, so all of those factors combined, I think, uh, made me who I am today. And I'm just, I, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with money, but I'm, I'm really obsessed with making sure that I don't spend my money on things that don't a- add value to my life, like mm-hmm. clothes and, you know, just like mm-hmm. going to a restaurant just for the sake of going to a restaurant.
0: Lattice.
2: Yeah, I don't buy, you know, <laughs> I stopped drinking coffee back in 2015 when I went ba- uh, c- when I came back from, from the U.S. I don't drink alcohol, you know. Th- I made s- so many changes in my life and I'm like, this is not adding any value and if I want to, you know, make money and, you know, grow my money and I need to be healthy to enjoy that money. So, uh, it's and and not only like healthy, like if I get sick, I need to pay for that. No, I don't want to, you know, waste money. So, I, I I'll do everything that is in my control to to do that. So, how I ended up like um and sorry for the like <laughs> super long uh, intro, but basically um I started doing research and I said, "Okay, I need again, I need someone who can guide me." Uh, in my very particular situation, because I know I'm like very strange, so I have a very particular like situation in the sense like you know I don't spend much money. I make sure that I, you know I cover just my basic expenses. Um, how do I do this in a way that is enjoyable and that I actually learn what I'm doing and why I'm doing it? So <coughs> I wrote a post on Mr. Money Mustache, and you know I think one or two people responded to that and one of them was a financial planner um and this other person was like oh you should uh you know check out you know Canadian couch potato and this other you know millennial revolution and all these uh, uh blogs so i was like okay so i've f- i found something on facebook i'm not really like on facebook all the time just for my my youtube channel and my facebook page but other than that <coughs> i found like an event or something oh no 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 actually that that's not what happened what happened was I so someone in, at the Mon- uh, Mr. Money Mustache uh, forum they recommended me to uh, reach or like, contact someone from from Vancouver mm-hmm. And I, I started doing research online, and they have a, a, a blog. They are a couple, and I was, and then I went to Amazon and I was like, "Oh, they are vegan. How cool is that? <laughs> so they are vegan. they are like minimalist. They are into like wealth management. I'm like, what? I, like I didn't know this existed. <laughs> um so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna reach out to them. So I reached out to them, and, yeah, so they were really friendly. and they invited me to, you know, to the event. So that's
1: Uh, how... I assume you're talking about Stephanie Celeste. Yes! We did the same thing. Oh, really? (laughs) 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 Yes. When we got here, we invited them for coffee so we could chat a little bit. And yes, they they have a blog. It's called Incoming Assets. It's a really good blog. And especially because we live in a really expensive city. Mm -hmm. But they managed to save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, so we we adopted a lot of good tips from them Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you Stephanie
2: Celestia Yeah, thank (laughs) you very much
0: (laughs) Yeah, like in Brazil we're worried about Mm -hmm. rent here Because it's an expensive city And we started researching about how to live cheaply in Mm -hmm. Vancouver And they have a book, they have a blog So Mm -hmm. that's how we we learned more about Mr. Money Mustache Mm -hmm. And then we adopted Many of their ideas.
2: Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm. They are very impressive. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. So one very popular term when we talk about the fire movement, financial independence, retirement, early movement, mm-hmm. is how much is your saving rate? <laughs> so do you? I do actually you know.
2: I actually don't know the percentage. I just know how much I spend every month. So mm. I I spend about. Between thirteen and f- fifteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the rest I'm just saving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now that I'm gonna start actually buying ETFs and all of that, that's when I'm gonna actually create a plan where I'm gonna be tracking. And I'm already tracking my expenses on Mint. Mm-hmm. So I connected all my or my, my accounts to Mint so that I can keep track of my expenses and all of that. But I already had, before coming here, I already knew how much I wanted to spend in housing, how mm-hmm. much I wanted to spend in, in, you know, transportation and food. Those are, like, the basic needs. And all the other things I can just, you know, somehow mm-hmm. figure it out, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, what about
2: you guys? Like, what is your, like... Uh-huh.
1: Oh. So, right now that I got a new full-time job,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think we're going to be up to 70%. Right now, it, it really depends. Like, some months we have some um, expenses and all of that. So, th- the minimum that we have saved so far, I think, it was like 40% mm-hmm. this year. So, we try to keep the minimum at 50%. But sometimes uh, stuff happens. We are still buying some appliances for our house. Mm. We're doing that like slowly.
2: Slowly. Yeah.
0: We still don't have a couch. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to buy a couch this month.
2: Good yeah. for you. When I was in the U.S., I did not have a couch. I have a very nice apartment, but and I had a roommate, but I did not have a couch. I did not have a couch. I did not have a TV. The stove and the fridge was already there, mm-hmm. like, were already there, and then the washer and the dryer were, were already there. So the only thing that I bought was my mattress. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we we try and and we buy everything secondhand, mm-hmm. which is kind of aligned also with minimalism and more about being more environmental friendly. Yeah, when you go back a little bit and you think about frugalism and the fire movement and mm-hmm. minimalism, they all are t- tied together to these high consumers consumers. Consumerism? Consumerist, yeah, consumerist, yeah. So they're all attached to this high consumerism um, habit that we have, yeah. right? And yeah. it, it causes so much trouble. Like you can yes. go in depth. We, you don't have, you live paycheck to paycheck. You, d- you buy things that are like disposable. That's not good for the environment. Mm-hmm. That's not good for your money and when you want to have some freedom to, I don't know, I want to take one month off, you can't because you don't have any savings.
2: Yeah, right, and you did it yourself. You know, you did it to yourself, yeah, right? Exactly. So like you are not planning on a daily. It's not that you have to become obsessed. I think mm-hmm. it's just part of like, okay, this is the plan. And then that after that, after you do it a couple of times, it becomes a routine and you don't yes. you don't really think about it anymore. You know, once yeah. it becomes a, becomes a routine, you just don't have to think about it. You just have to mm-hmm. live your life.
1: And if you are thinking about what are those people talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that you can do today that it might scare you is, and you don't know your budget, like you don't know how much you spend every month, try doing that and see how much you spend with such um, not... Useful things, like mm-hmm. frivolous things,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: clothes, coffee, Make-up. eating out every day. Um, all of those small expenses, add that and see how much that can save you in a yearly basis. And if that don't scare you, try to multiply your expenses, expenses by 12 months that will give you a really good idea of what you're doing, how much you it will impact your future.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's true, and I think another part, I, I've always thought about, like, actually not always, but in the last, uh, let's say, mm, six years, six, seven years, I've thought that another thing that actually really makes it like very difficult for people to change habits is unfortunately like their friends, their friends and family, and people that surround them. Like um, you know, even if you really, really want to change, you know, from eating crappy food to eating healthy food, or from e- from spending a lot of money and going to bars or buying coffee every single day to not doing that. If you are hanging out with people that are doing this on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and and if these people don't really care about those things and they are just doing it because of whatever, mm-hmm. you're it's very unlikely that you're gonna change those those habits. Mm-hmm. So I think you have you gravitate towards the habits of the people that surround you. Mm-hmm. So you have to just. You know, look for a better Mm -hmm. crowd. (laughs) Look
0: for better friends. (laughs) 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 I know.
2: Or at least in the beginning, try to hang
1: out with people that you want to be. And then, because after some time, like, and you discover, you you realize what is important to you. Mm -hmm. I don't care if people around me are doing that stuff. I just don't do it. And I don't... I don't care about it. So I, uh, But I think it is important when you are starting. Mm-hmm. If you try to find people that are doing what you want to do, then that is helpful. But it really depends on how, let's say, how disciplined you are. If you feel that Stop, in hanging, stop hanging around those people that motivate you to do better stuff will make you go back to your bad habits, Then in that way, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> try to do some changes in your yeah, life. Yeah,
2: yeah. I actually like a very nice quote from Warren Buffett, who, were like, it's a guy that mm-hmm. I, like... I mean, he has some terrible things about himself, but, like, things that are not great about himself, But about him, but um, he... Um, he has a quote that says that it's better to hang out with people better than you, mm-hmm. and to pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours, and you'll drift in that direction.
1: Exactly.
2: So
0: yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true.
1: Mm-hmm. And what what I like most about Warren Buffett is that he he doesn't spend any of his money. This is like exactly he's a billionaire. This billionaire I don't know. Yeah,
2: he's a exactly billionaire. billionaire. He's yeah. a billionaire, and he ha- he has donated a lot of money yeah. to Bill Gates and. He just makes all of that money back again very easily. Mm -hmm. And he has lived in the same house for I don't know how many years. He has the same car. He's not going to leave any money to his Mm -hmm. children. uh, (laughs) So they'll have to figure it out themselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's kind of like a minimalist if you want to kind of like, yeah, he's not a spender.
1: Nice. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about (laughs) that. Like for hours and <laughs> hours.
2: <laughs> I know, I know.
0: So, so do you have any good tips for people that are maybe moving to Vancouver and they are spending a lot of money and they say, oh my God, I need to stop spending so much money and I need like a, a buffer, mm-hmm. a little bit of money to... Not just
1: to in Vancouver, right?
0: Yeah, like anywhere. But do you have any tips for people that are worried about their future mm-hmm. and their money like where should they start? How do you start?
2: Um, I would say just again doing research. Um, I think I think the first thing that you have to realize is that you have to know what you want to start working towards that and you have to kind of like envision yourself in I don't know five or ten years and see what, what type of person you want to become and what things you want to achieve um, and make a plan because I mean if you just If you just say, okay, I would like to do this and that, this is just only a wish, right? So you have to make a plan. And sometimes you just need help from other people to not only create a plan, but implement the plan. If you don't, if you're the type of people who cannot take accountability and cannot take ownership of their actions and their life, you need help and there is nothing wrong with that. You just look for that help Mm and make sure that the person you're getting help from is a person that has actually achieved at least some of the things that you want to achieve or is working towards that. So it's a good um, or a positive you know, person in your life. So yeah, so I think uh, doing the research and making a plan, implementing the plan and getting help uh, from, from a specialist or an expert, or at least even like a friend or someone who actually knows um, and has achieved what you want to achieve.
0: Yep. yeah it's good advice yeah. and if we're talking about because not just money but if you are talking about health mm-hmm. if you want to eat healthy if you want to have better habits so you mm-hmm. have a YouTube channel about yeah. that can yeah. you talk about, a li- yeah. about that a little bit
2: yeah so um, so I have a YouTube channel called Plante Revolution so it's like revolution of plants and Plante is the kingdom of plants so it's spelled plant A as in Andrea and E as in Eagle, revolution.com. And it's basically a channel where I review research about nutrition and how uh, eating a whole foods, plant-based diet uh, can prevent and reverse some diseases. Uh, Some of them cannot be reversed because you just have damaged so much your body that you cannot reverse them, but you can treat them and you can thrive. So um, again, I've I actually have a website as well and I do consultations so people contact me to get help in eating healthier and uh you know have living a healthier life. And what again what I have found from my experience like talking to different people from different parts of the parts of the world that people are people and the main obstacle to for them to achieving their like health and and their, yeah, their health goals. Um, The main obstacle is, you know, their habits, of course, but like not having people around them that can support these new habits that they are trying to implement or create. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, a, a wife that, you know, wants to, you know, eat healthier and wants to exercise more or whatever, you know, um, her partner, uh, he doesn't want to eat healthier. He just wants to eat crap, and she has to cook for him because because of whatever reason. So she's gonna end up eating whatever he eats because she doesn't want to make two different foods, do different meals. So yeah, you just have to. Of course, in certain I- in certain cases, you cannot just like dump your partner. But uh, <laughs> I think if if you like if they love each other, they want. Both, you know, they want to grow old and 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 you know be healthy. So you have to kind of like sometimes just have very tough conversations and you know see if if if, if you are actually um, on board with you know this you know kind of like similar goals at least. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for you to to change any habits if you don't have any support system. So yes, have, you know, wanting to change is good. Creating a plan is good and and finding someone that can help you implement that plan is great, but not having a support system you know you can have mm-hmm. these first two things, but if you don't have a support system, there is nothing i mean you can you can mm-hmm. achieve without a you know without a support system people are around you that can actually help you um become the better version, you know the best version of of yourself so
1: mm-hmm. yeah and your YouTube channel has.
2: How many subscribers? Uh, I, I think right now it's at like a twenty eight thousand. Mm, twenty eight thousand subscribers. Yeah. And
1: is it in Spanish or it's in English? Spanish. It's
2: mm. in Spanish. And the reason why it's in Spanish is because when I went to the US and I learned about nutrition and all of this, I took like a lot of certifications and I, I got a like a plant based nutrition certificate from Cornell University in New York. Uh, I think they're based in New York, Uh, Cornell University. So I learned a lot, and I said, okay, there is a lot of information in English already. I'm not going to make another YouTube channel that is going to be again in English. Um, I like it, again, with my quotes, I like a quote from Albert Einstein that says, um, those who have the privilege to know have the duty to act. So, I think it's kind of like I feel like it's my responsibility that if I know something that is good that I should share with others, I should just do it and make it like kind of like my mission. So, that's why I created the YouTube channel. And so, it's basically in Spanish, a few interviews with doctors that, you know, um, the interviews in English, but it has subtitles in Spanish. So, everything mm. is, in, is in Spanish. Nice. Yeah. That's really
1: cool. Yeah. So, you said that you do some consultations
2: yeah
1: do you so is that your only source of revenue from the channel or do you generate revenue yes
2: I do uh, I do generate revenue from the channel but um, I transfer that to my Panamanian account Mm -hmm. so because it's US dollars so and I have a high interest savings account in I mean quote unquote high interest right Uh, high interest savings account in Panama so I decided I'm just gonna just move that money, like American dollars to to Panama because Panama has uh the American dollar as currency, so it's just better to leave it there, so yeah, so it would be the revenue from the consultations and the youtube channel mm-hmm. and
0: how did you grow the audience
2: the audience oh gosh i i to be honest, I don't really know how it happened like it, I felt like it happened like very fast (laughs) Um, uh, I think that the main thing this is going to sound kind of like uh, cliche but it's just more about I just felt like this was my mission I needed to share this knowledge with others and it became my passion uh, you know talking about nutrition and just trying to you know become a better version of myself and you know trying to help others do the same so um, I started doing research again about like the most uh, interesting topics in nutrition and and questions that people have about like uh, a plant-based diet. So um, I made a list of like the um, most uh, popular topics about plant-based nutrition and I would make a YouTube video about those, you know, about those topics. And then I would, you know, use like very Um, catchy titles for the YouTube uh, videos so that people would become interested Um, yeah but it it has like you know you have to kind of like learn as you make these videos who is actually your your target so it seems like people who are actually watching my channel are between 35 and 65 years old Mm -hmm. so Younger people are are not gonna be, unfortunately, interested in these things. Uh, They are gonna be, I was when I was younger, but for the most part, younger people are just interested about the day-to-day and the bars and the Instagram and the pictures and everything. Um, So it's mainly women and mainly those between like 35 and and 65 years old. It's a very big gap, but Mm -hmm. just to say like, younger people are, for the most part, not really interested Mm -hmm. in that, yeah.
1: So how long have you been vegan? And do you think that it helps the fact that you are vegan? Do you think that that helps you lower your expenses? How do you... Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely.
2: And this is kind of like a a myth. Like, oh, if you eat healthy, then you're going to pay more. Well, you pay for convenience, right? So even if you're eating animal products, if you go to a restaurant or if you buy a package of something, then a package of something, then you're going to pay for that convenience. You're going to pay for the package. Whoever put together that in a package and all of that, right? So um, I, um, I, I think that it has helped me a lot in lowering my expenses. I plan my meals. I'm, I cook my food usually on Saturdays. And uh, I tried to cook for the whole week, but now since I'm sharing the fridge with other people, it's more difficult. But once I I move to a, to a studio, I'm gonna be able to make my meals for every single day, so I don't have to think about that mm-hmm. during the week. That kind of like helped me kind of like yeah. keep um you know make make sure that i actually eat healthier mm-hmm. and i don't go out to eat because the food is already made i don't have mm-hmm. to think about it yeah. uh that's one thing and then the other thing is your question was how long have um have i been vegan so mm-hmm. i have been vegan for it's going to be 6 years in december um so yeah it's it's like truly like the best thing i've ever done in my life it's mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like everything kind of like came together once I became vegan. Because once I became vegan, that's when I started looking for ways to learn about you know, how to save money and how to become a minimalist and all of these other things. So once I became vegan, I think my interest in doing research to uh, just like become a better person, um, kind of like of that came together kind of like at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm really um, happy, I guess, <laughs> yeah, to have made that uh, choice.
1: Okay. I have one question about like, because now the, why is it called? The, the plant-based hamburgers, they're becoming oh, more popular, mm, right? Yeah. So wha- what do you think about it?
2: Well, I have mixed feelings about that. So there are two things. So one is, is it better for the environment For the most part, yes, it is better for the environment because meat uses a lot of uh, water and and resources. Mm -hmm. Uh, Animal agriculture is the worst industry in terms of how it impacts, you know, the environment, how it affects the environment, so it's the worst, Uh, worse than transportation. So um, and then... I forgot the question again.
1: <laughs> what do you think
2: about those? Plant-based oh, the plant <laughs> based burgers. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah. So, and then the other thing is they are not healthy. They are not health food. So, it's not like, oh, now I'm vegan, then I can eat just whatever it's plant based. No, that doesn't mean that it's if something is vegan, it's healthy. Um, but in terms of animals getting killed, of course, this product doesn't kill animals, but it might kill you if you s- eat a lot of it. So, I think. If you want to, you know, as a vegan, if I want to help the cause and I want to help, you know, veganism grow, I have to take care of myself and I have to be healthy because who's going to want to follow someone who is like Mm -hmm. all like, you know, sick and tired and whatever, right? So you have to try, you know, you have to do your best to take care of yourself so that you can spread the word about, you know, animal agriculture and, you know, how I- eating animal products is terrible for the environment, for your health, and for, for the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, my question is, so you're doing a bunch of things, like you have a YouTube channel, you have a full-time job, you, you've you done a lot of research, and you have a master's, so how do you manage all of that? Like, how do you manage all your side projects while working full-time?
2: Hmm. Yeah, it's not easy to be honest. Um, so I think um, I think everything started with my when I was little. My mom used to tell me you have to um, kind of like obligations and things that things that you know that you should do come first, and then in I guess kind of like quote unquote enjoying life comes second. Uh, that sounds kind of like terrible, but um, if if you have a mission like i feel like have a mission to educate people and you see that not only as a mission but as a way to enjoy life then you can combine those two things and um you know just you know kind of like get get two positive things at the same time while doing like kind of like the same thing so how i managed to do those things you have to plan and very importantly, you have to get again. You have to have some type of support from someone. So my brother and my mom are like, uh, I guess my support system in that in that way. Like they are always like, oh, when are you gonna, you know, upload the cha- like, you know, the video this week, whatever. I'm like, oh, I already planning, it. Oh, I'm recording the audio. I'm, you know, I'm editing the video. I'm doing all of this. So again, it doesn't come like. You know, it's not like magic, like, oh, yeah, I'm just the best, and I can do it, all of these things at the same time. Uh, I've always done, like, a bunch of things throughout my life. I was always, like, you know, playing soccer, and I would, like, uh, doing, like, um, getting a certificate, like, uh, as a technician to help comp- uh, repair computers and um, learn about networking and all of that. So um, I think it became kind of, like, part of me. But, again, even, even if if it's kind of like easier for you to manage several things at the same time and work on several things at the same time, you still need that support system or someone who is going to make you accountable and say, okay, so, you know, you uploaded the last video, I don't know, seven days ago. When are you going to upload the next one, right? So it's a little bit of planning, uh, but also a lot of support from, you know, my mom and my my brother who Mm -hmm. kind of like (laughs) make sure that I take ownership and I, you know, do what I have to do.
1: Nice. And okay, so my last question is you mentioned that you were start to, you were thinking about start learning how to code. Um, how so to what? How to code, remember? Like some projects like with Rails and and stuff. Oh
2: right, yes. Okay. So the reason why I, I'm interested in that is because I think I should find another way of making money so that when I retire, I can do that from anywhere in the world. So I wanna make sure that I not only know about nutrition, but I also know like other things probably related to technology. So I'm thinking maybe um, continue that path in like project management and maybe like in the IT industry, telecommunications, you know, technology, all of that. And on top of that, I'm, um, I'm doing some research about learning UX design um, and and maybe coding. So uh, I'm gonna start like taking like free classes online and see how that goes. Mm. And if I feel I can do it, and you know I can learn that, then that would be another you know source of income in the future.
0: Last question: What are your plans for the future? Like in five years, or do you want to retire early? What do you want to do? Y-
2: yeah, I do want to retire early, but at the same time as I was telling my financial planner yesterday. Um, I want to make sure that I not only have enough money to cover my expenses and all of that I want to make sure that I don't like when I'm making my plan I don't depend on the government giving me any money at any time I should not rely on that I should only rely on my own uh, money and so I, I I I know that you can figure out like how much money based on your living expenses you have to uh, save but I want to be able to save more than that. So my plan is to retire like maybe if possible like in the next 10 to 13 years. Now she was talking about like less than that, but again, I wanna make sure I have plenty of money to not, um, and again, I'm not gonna like just like retire and then sit you know, on the couch, which I don't even have, and (laughs) like watch TV. I'm not that type of person. I'm gonna continue learning. I'm probably gonna become more like a more of a, philanthropist um, so so yeah and maybe become uh, more um, active in the vegan community and I know you guys didn't ask like this but I want to say it so I'm the assistant producer of a documentary on Netflix called uh, What the Health mm-hmm. so you should definitely watch that documentary it's pretty cool it's about nutrition and it's all based on science and facts nice. so check it out
1: really
0: good mm, that's wow. awesome What the Health okay. Yeah, nice. Netflix I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna provide the link in the description notes yeah
2: and uh, you should also watch Cowspiracy from the same directors mm. um, and another documentary you should watch is Dominion uh, Dominion is actually not on Netflix so you can probably find it somewhere online or on YouTube and uh, Game Changers is the last documentary. Mm. I haven't actually watched it, but I've, I've read pretty cool reviews about it. so mm.
1: yeah Okay, Andrea, thank you so much. That for me, it was a really good conversation. yeah, and I hope it will inspire people.
2: yeah, so thank
1: you so much for sharing.
2: Of of course, of course. Thank you so much for inviting me, and I hope that we can uh, you know continue learning together about like, you know the fire movement and minimalism and all of that good stuff
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. I learned a, a lot of stuff today. And you should come again because <laughs> yeah. I have other questions <laughs> to ask about like finance and uh, nutrition and other stuff. So yeah. thanks awesome. so much.
1: Of yeah. course. Yeah, thank you very much again. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it.
0: If you want to support us, you can go to our website at hexdevs.com and you can subscribe to our mailing list and get updates.
1: You can also leave a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts.